Hello and welcome to my podcast. It's your 10-minute consultation to retrain your brain for success. I'm chartered psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang and in each session I'm going to look at a different interpersonal problem, give you the psychological explanations for why it occurs, the common reactions and suggest some behavioral solutions you can try. I'm never seeking to change your practice, you've got here just fine without me, but simply broaden your options. The more choices we have in a situation, the more effective we're likely to be. Today I'm looking at motivating change. There are many explanations for motivation, and largely they fall within two categories. Intrinsic, which is a personal drive or desire to do something, and extrinsic, which is the external influence, for example, a paycheck or perhaps pressure from somebody else. However, overall, you are most likely to be motivated to do something when you A, have a preference for it, in other words, you like it, and B, which is split into two parts, you have the expectation it will work and you are capable of achieving it. So let's have a think about this. If you're trying to motivate yourself to do something, chances are you are going to veer towards behaviours you've used in the past because that's that second part of motivation. You know you can do them. The only danger with that is the past situation may not be the same as it is now. So circumstances may have changed. You may not have as much time or your metabolism may have changed or there may be a lot of reasons why what worked before may not work now. So you need to look for other options. Now, that's another issue. How do you choose which one's the best one? Well, read widely. The more options you have, the more likely you are to find something you like and the more likely you are to find something you can do. But be careful because only you know your body best. Therefore, don't listen to everyone saying you must do it because I do it. Try it. If it works, great. Keep doing it. If it doesn't, don't do it. But you do have to do it. And that's where the issue of procrastination comes in. We procrastinate often because either we just don't want to do something, in which case, fine, find another option. But most likely, It's because we think we can't do it. And as adults, we fear failure. Remember, first of all, that it takes around 15,000 hours to be really good at something. And as adults, we don't actually have the time. But we have this view that if we do something, we have to be perfect at it. When we learn to walk, which we now do as a matter of habit, we would have taken months to do that, or at least weeks. But because we were children or babies at the time, it didn't seem to matter so much. So what can you do to get over the fear of failure? Well, firstly, reflect on the voice that you use for yourself when you fail. Really reflect on your personal approach to failure. Are you scared of failing because of your own inner voice and your own self-criticism? Now think about this. Because if I were to give you an external example, so would you want to work for a manager who was always critical, who told you you were stupid for even trying? No, of course you wouldn't. So what makes you think you would work for an inner voice that does the same thing? Of course you wouldn't. So there's a good explanation. If your inner voice is very, very critical as to why you're choosing not to do something, it's better not to try than to beat yourself up over it. Second thing I want you to try is write a fear list, but 
this is where I like to twist it. Don't write down the worst things that could happen. Now, that is a very common cognitive behavioral therapy approach. Write down all the worst things that can happen and we'll argue against them. And, and, and it's great. If that works for you, do it. But what I'm going to ask you to do is actually write down a list of all the things that could happen, the worst things that could happen if you don't give it a go. Because that might motivate you into doing it. Point number three, even if it doesn't work, reflect on what you will learn from trying. Everything we do is actually a learning opportunity, but we have to see it. The example I give is I used to teach drama. And when I taught drama through productions, for example, I also taught discipline. I taught teamwork. I taught confidence. Some people learn all of that. I mean, one of my ex-students is doing what I do. It's, it's, it's wonderful to see that. And some people just learn drama. So it's up to us to see that everything we do is an opportunity. Number four, see the achievement as actually having taken the first step, not necessarily completing it. Because that's what tends to happen is we have already skipped a number of steps in our head when we think about doing something. And then we, if we don't live up to the expectation that we are going to finish it or whatever it might be, that's when we chastise ourselves. So actually see the achievement as simply the first step. And finally, think about what's motivated you in the past. And this is a really lovely exercise I would like you to do. I want you to think about an experience or an achievement that you are really proud of, whatever that might be. Perhaps you might want to write it down. Perhaps you might just recount it to someone or even say it in a vlog or a, a blog, whatever you would like to do. But when you then look back on the wording that you've used, because coaches, we listen for, for wording an awful lot. Think about the phrases that really either make you feel passionate or the phrases that seem to repeat themselves. So, for example, it might be that you talk about an achievement because you wanted to prove it to other people or you were doing it because somebody else had really driven you to do it or you were doing it because for whatever reason you weren't going to give up and you wanted to be proud of yourself, whatever those those words, those phrases are, underline them and think about them, hold them for a while. Because those are the very phrases that are going to be the behaviours that will pull you through, the behaviours that will continue to motivate you. Because those ideas, those beliefs, those words, they have worked in the past. So, if you are going to use anything that you have used before, think about what's got you going and use that. And that comes to the end of our session. For longer practical exercises for personal and professional effectiveness, do subscribe to my weekly webinar show, Energy Top Up, presented alongside award-winning parent and family coach, Sharon Lawton, which is on my YouTube channel, The Wellness League.